Hi, and welcome to our message for Transfiguration of the Lord Sunday, February 27th. Our text for today is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, verses 28 through 36. <clears throat> now, about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. His clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and in those days told no one of the things that they had seen. Let us pray. Almighty God, thank you so much for inviting us into your ministry. Lord, thank you for the challenges that lie ahead. Now, just as you equipped your son Jesus for the ministry that lay ahead of him, so also equip us for all which you've called us to do. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, the Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. We can do better. We need to improve. It's time for a change. Sounds almost like criticism, doesn't it? We seldom want to hear those words. Frequently, when we do hear them, we feel like we're being scolded, like we're in trouble for something that we've done or maybe haven't done. Some inner voice inside us squeaks, see, you're really not good enough. I learned this lesson the hard way. You should know by now that education is extremely important to me. In a previous church, I spent a lot of time encouraging, even pushing for stronger educational systems. I wanted the youth of our community to have the best shot possible, and so even in sermon times, I would really stress the importance of strengthening our educational systems. One of my members in that church was the local high school principal. I thought that he would see me as supporting his work. I thought he would look at me as an ally in education. I discovered only too late that he actually took offense. It caused problems for us. We had a harder time getting along. A, a wall actually went up between us because what I saw as encouraging better education, he interpreted as criticism that the school systems weren't doing enough. And in fact, a call to be better may seem like a criticism of who we are. We can do better can sound like we're really not good enough. We need to improve can sound like there's something wrong with us. But if you feel that way, what do you do with Jesus? In today's text, Jesus changes. The one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever gets a makeover on the mountain. This Jesus who is already perfect changes. Why? It wasn't because there was something wrong with him. 
Remember his baptism? He came up out of the water and a voice from heaven declared, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That was the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't healed anybody yet. He hadn't preached any sermons. He had not really accomplished anything for the kingdom yet. And yet God said that he was good. Just the way that he was on the day of his baptism, God said, Jesus is good. So why change? If God is well pleased with Jesus at his baptism, why should Jesus change now? What's different? Obviously, Jesus didn't need to change from bad to good. That's not what was going on on the mountain. He wasn't changing from something bad to something good. Instead, he changed from what he needed to be for one season into what he needed to be for another season. The goodness that Jesus had at his baptism was perhaps not the same goodness, was not the same quality that he would need in these final days on his journey towards Jerusalem. Change isn't automatically bad. In fact, it's necessary. We may resist it sometime, at least certain types of change, but change is necessary. It's part of growth. When we stop changing, we literally start dying. Luke's account is the only one that gives any detail about Jesus' conversation with Moses and Elijah. He's the only one that explains what they were talking about. They spoke about Jesus' departure, his exodus, language that would remind folks of Moses leading the Israelites out of Egypt. They spoke about Jesus' exodus from this world, which was about to happen in Jerusalem. Jesus changed on the mountain because the mission demanded it. The work that lay ahead of him on the road to Jerusalem and at Calvary required that he go through a time of change and growth. Jesus leaves his meeting with Moses and Elijah fully equipped for the mission ahead. It will be risky. The disciples beg Jesus not to go to Jerusalem. They know that his enemies are there. They are plotting to kill Jesus. Jesus could have stayed away and had perhaps a much longer and productive ministry in the Galilee. Going to Jerusalem would put him in close proximity with people who were out to get him. The disciples knew that. They begged him not to go. But being true to his mission would cost Jesus his life. His change on the Mount of Transfiguration prepared him for that danger. The risk that he would face in Jerusalem was very real. And so on the Mount of Transfiguration, he was equipped to face that danger. Jesus' mission also required him to disappoint some friends and even to leave some behind. Peter wanted to set up three tents and stay put. Uh, as Moses and Elijah were about to leave, Peter objects, let's build uh, three shelters here, three tents, and let's just stay on the mountain. But Jesus went against his friend's wishes, and he went down the mountain anyway. No doubt Peter was frustrated, but Jesus stayed on point. He stayed on his mission. He was changed for a purpose. Later, on, a, on the way to Jerusalem, many other followers walked away from Jesus because his words were too difficult. 
He said things that they didn't want to hear, things that were not popular, but they were necessary, and so he spoke those words anyway. Sometimes doing the right thing will alienate us from people. It did for Jesus. It has for Christians for 2,000 years. I was recently at a training event at the Church of the Resurrection in Kansas City. It's Adam Hamilton's church. Adam shared with us that the church had the Church of the Resurrection had recently released a statement on race relations following George, George Floyd's murder. Some of the brightest minds of their church got together and put, uh, and put out a well-written, very thoughtful document on the Church of the Resurrection's plan to respond to race. It's an excellent document. In fact, I've attached it to the email that I sent out with the sermon this morning. Please take a minute and, and read that if you can. But when they shared that with the church, 300 members left the church. 300 members left because they objected to the church's stand for justice. But they stand for justice anyway. Now, Adam's sad to lose those folks, but he commented to us that sometimes you just have to put your foot in the ground and take a stand for what's right, even if people don't like it. Jesus did that with his disciples. Churches have done that for 2,000 years. That's part of our calling. Jesus' mission also got very lonely. By Good Friday, Jesus was virtually alone in the world. He completed his mission anyway. Even when nobody was on board with him, even when nobody was there to offer support, Jesus did what he came to do. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. It's not ruled by majority vote. It's ruled by the will of God. It is what God wants that counts. And people who are following Christ must follow God's voice alone, above all. On the mountain, the already perfect Jesus was changed so that he could embrace the challenge of the days ahead. Friends, we are the body of Christ. Right now, we are the body of Christ, but it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. We can do better. We do need to change. We must be better, not because we're bad, but because our mission is huge. It's life-changing, and it's challenging. We have a mission that requires more out of us. At Forest Lake, we have a mission to welcome and affirm all people, especially those who may not believe our story. At a time when people are flocking away from organized religion, we have a vision, we have a mission to embrace those folks and share with them the love of Christ. At Forest Lake, we honor scripture through honest, critical study of the Bible. So many in our community, even in our churches, want to treat the Bible as uh, as an infallible, infallible document inscribed by the finger of God, and yet we at Forest Lake will take the risk to ask tough questions, to raise points that are going to make some uneasy, but we will, be, we will honestly study Scripture anyway. At Forest Lake, we side with the under-resourced, the oppressed, and the left out. We side with the same people that Jesus spent his time with. Those people are valuable, and it's up to us. It's, we are called 
to share that value with others. At Forest Lake, we stand for justice, even when it's unpopular. Just like what Jesus did, just like the story from the Church of the Resurrection, we will stand for what is right, even if it's unpopular, even if some people choose not to be a part of that. At Forest Lake, we work within our local community to show the love of God through acts of service and social justice. Forest Lake seeks to transform our world into God's kingdom. That is a huge mission. We cannot accomplish that vision in our own strength, and our own wisdom. We're not strong enough. We're not smart enough. We're not disciplined enough. If Jesus needed encouragement, how much more do we? But with God's help, we are being changed from glory into glory to equip us to transform our community into God's kingdom. During this time of Lent that's coming up very shortly now, let's devote ourselves to meaningful time in prayer, meaningful time in study, meaningful time with Christ, that we too might be changed from glory into glory so that we can somehow with God's help, change this place into God's kingdom. Amen.